Welcome to Draft Broadcasts, a platform through which we will explore in depth the practice of artists, writers, curators and other practitioners to open understanding about where their work comes from, why they do what they do and what it means to produce work today. I'm Ned McConnell, curator at Draft, and I'll be hosting these broadcast sessions. Today I'm joined by artist France Lise McGurn, whose work is represented in the David Roberts collection. We invited France Lise to select a work other than her own from the David Roberts collection as a starting point for this conversation. She chose a work by Tamara Delempica. Tamara Delempica was born in 1898 and died in 1980. She was a Polish painter who moved to Paris in 1918 and was an active participant in the art scene there between the wars. In 1939, she moved to the United States and continued her artistic practice, generally doing celebrity portraits as well as still lifes, and in the 1960s, some abstract paintings. She's best known for her Art Deco-style portraits of aristocrats and the wealthy. The work that we'll be discussing today from the David Roberts collection is Sur la Plage, circa 1926. It's a graphite on paper image which depicts a line-drawn woman reclining her upper body naked with a swimming hat on. The image is roughly 9 by 11 centimetres and is on an off-white coloured paper. Francely, thanks for joining us. Hello. Great to have you on. You're a relatively new addition to the David Roberts collection, but you've obviously worked a bit with Draft in the past in kind of exhibitions at our old Camden space. Yeah. And we asked you here to choose a work from the collection to have a chat about, you know, one that maybe has informed your practice or that you just particularly like the look of. So maybe you can talk a bit about this drawing, Sur la Plage, and what first drew you to it, or if you've seen it somewhere or where you first came across Delempica. I'm trying to think when I really first came across it, and I think it's down to the Madonna video Open Your Heart mm-hmm. which starts with a huge Tamara Delimpica kind of cut out above a cinema I mean it's like a big piece of stage setting yeah so when I saw the tiny drawing it's such a beauty actually and it's so nice to see something of hers that's kind of active because uh, her work's so polished yes and so kind of shiny then just to see like a little bit the inner workings of how that came about I think that's always the thing with like a pencil on paper a sketch or a work on paper in general you see this like immediate thing happening it's such a beautiful drawing my knowledge of that's just based on what I've seen but what I like about it is Tamara Delimpica is an artist that I can remember coming across like as a child uh you know when you used to be able to buy like postcard books of yeah. artists or you know, the postcard book of Impressionists or the postcard book of Abstract Expressionists or whatever. I remember having one of those, like a a kind of poster book or something like that, kicking about the house. So it's a kind of iconic relationship to it as a kid. And I remember thinking a little bit in general, not just about her work, about women just half-dressed and how weirdly absurd that was because I was too young to see it as a kind of the innuendo or whatever it was. That's in this little drawing. I was thinking, you know, she's on the beach you know, just with mainly our torso covered, pair of shorts, top down. So I like that relationship it has to the other works, you know, because there's often this kind of curling, almost metallic fabric that reveals part of the nude, whatever the nude is doing, whatever activity they're doing. Being her main subject matter, or at least the more better known paintings is sort of the female nude. So my interest in her but started really young and I think it was kind of forming a picture of the female body and the female nude and the half-dressed nude from like you know 
there was a similarity between like household figurines, you know, these sort of like art deco women that are walking dogs or holding a light and they've got a sash, a little bit of clothing on, a little bit not clothing on. It's a little bit sexual. But before you're old enough to know, then it's kind of absurd a little bit. I relate her to like that period of my learning about work and trying to draw and study, but also growing up being a massive Madonna fan. So you're looking at her pointy boobs <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. pointy boobs in Madonna and forming all these kind of powerful, like almost metropolitan metallic women and these kind of dance routines with Madonna. So it was like, it's one of my initial kind of artists that I remember coming across and, you know, replicating in my homework diary and things like that. There's something interesting, I suppose, in the evolution of these kind of images of women and nudes and things and particularly that Madonna had picked up on Delempica's practice and had started using some of her imagery in her videos and obviously Madonna at the time particularly was a big kind of feminist icon. I think it's a bit super interesting that you were like a massive Madonna fan and that one of the first times that you came into contact with Delempica was through Madonna. Maybe you can talk a bit about how those two things have impacted your practice and you know I can certainly see why you picked out the Delempica piece from the collection. So yeah maybe you can just talk a little bit about that. Well I think a thing that I feel such a connection with is that she's kind of a classicist in a way like or she had such a she she definitely, I think, when she was young with her family, had spent time in Italy or something like that. And she'd sort of learned a lot about specifically like the Manners painters and things like that. I studied that a lot when I was younger and I still have that had such an influence from that in my work. But then she's also like, these are also women that look like they're made of metal. And they're also really at the time, one of the artists that I think you could say most stylistically relates to the era she was in like her work is the style the fashion everything related to that time you know like she's of the era she's 1920s you can't necessarily say it apart from like in such an explicit way you know you can look at the clothing of a painter and if you know your art history you can situate them somewhere but she is the embodiment of that. So she was a classicist on one hand, she was very contemporary on the other hand, she was looking at women in a really modern way. I mean, in her private life, she was a really kind of quite a wild, for the era again, quite wild, free. She had relationships with men, women, parties, I think, all of that. So I can totally see why I think it's ridiculous I'm about to say Madonna picked up on her and also I did because I don't think I'm like, Madonna but I <laughs> I don't think we have the same reasons you know she she's relating herself in these paintings sure and I think I was relating it a lot to like the classicism and also being very metropolitan like it's really about the city and it, these there's a lot of urban landscape and skyscrapers and it's just before she's living in New York as well she's living in Paris she's painting New York skylines all the time cars and things like that so I was a crazy Madonna fan, like every single dance routine on the VHS, like learn, right, outfit every, you know, trying to make the outfits and cut up all of my clothes. And I think, I mean, a lot of the artists I look at, I think come through like a kind of a pop advertising route in, if you know what I mean. And then it's interesting to learn about them as an artist but she was quite glamorous and she was quite Hollywood which I think is something I like about her and so it's quite nice to see this intimate drawing the the Sur La Plage because although a lot of the portraits she did were of intimate people in her life they all have this lit up in you know bright lights 
kind of iconic imagery rather than intimate necessarily you know so maybe now it would be interesting to talk a bit about how dilemma picker has kind of informed your practice and you talked a bit about coming across dilemma picker when you were young in the kind of postcard books and through madonna video but i wonder if you can maybe talk a bit more about how it's directly influenced your practice if it has throughout art college and things like that um yeah so, I mean, I think she has influenced my work, but I, as with any artist, I always feel like it's like a little bit by osmosis. It's never like a direct idea to draw from it. But when I would look a lot, because I, I pull on kind of some stylistic shorthands from other kind of artists or eras or movements or whatever it is, and I can see that like I have a bit of an interest in this kind of art deco period and the way that mm. the sexuality or the gender was slightly the sort of forms of the women and men and it's kind of the slightly idea of it being a little bit ambiguous as to whether their sexuality is overtly feminine or masculine and this kind of pose and slightly looking over your shoulder thing which is I see in Dilimpika's work a lot so I know that from that perspective I can see it that I kind of pulled that in. I feel like a lot of the expressions in her painting because they relate to classicism this kind of slightly blank it's not a blank expression but slightly calm and you know it's a look from antiquity it's a kind of knowing slightly confrontational look with the viewer but without being aggressive or anything like that which I'm really interested in. Maybe you can talk a bit about what you like about the ambiguity of the types of faces that you draw and the ones that you've seen in Dillenpicker's work. Yeah I've had a comment before, I think, from someone sort of saying, I, but you know, the faces that you draw, they're kind of blank. And I think, to me, it's much more about a relationship to antiquity, even though, for example, in Lempika's work, she knew the person, these are intimate people in her life. There's a kind of relationship to like an icon or a fashion model. Well, they often wear as well, but, that, but apart from that, mm-hmm. they become like, like I, I mean, archetypes or something like that. You know, that they become a sort of slightly removed version and they have a kind of some of them I mean I'm thinking of specific ones but they have a, a kind of psych knowledge and they're looking over their shoulder and that's the same about the sexuality like it's a, it's not an overt sexuality it's not I mean it is sexuality but it's not an overt sexual act for example so my dad always says he's really glad that I shut the bedroom door just before in my work meaning that there's you know in Lempika's work there's women naked together and you know caressing each other's thighs but it's all implied and the sexuality is sort of sometimes very masculine sometimes very feminine sometimes in between it's not an overtly it's not a message it's almost like a liaison you know and so that sort of grouping the way she groups and the way she deals with portraiture I find really interesting and it's relationships like power and speed and glamour like these things are quite punchy in her work you know and she was really adamant about that and had a really clear picture of of sort of what kind of artist she wanted to be and how she wanted her work to be recognized you know which was with this really strong style that you know I think there's a quote that she sort of says if nothing else you can pick my work out of a lineup because it's it's not the word to use. And I think that, that yeah, that era in decorative arts as well influences my work. I think it basically all goes back to coming across the Olympica at a young age, you know, and then kind of looking around at like art deco in general and the way that this kind of nude body was used as a kind of stylistic tool, 
you know, as a decorative figure to hold a light, as we were saying, or whatever. And the different sort of scenarios that these women would be in, you know, half clothed, walking the dog, bathing, these quite, you know, funny little acts that they're doing with just a sort of sarong covering partially part of their body. And before you know that that's sexual when you're young, or you do know, but it's a less conscious thing, it's just absurd. And then it kind of develops. I think it's really interesting growing up looking at stuff like that. And Madonna's the same because you're like eight, you know, singing erotic, erotic. Yeah. You know, like, like, so there's like some pretty crazy stuff going on in the midst of that, you know, the Olympica is like that. She has that kind of strong figure and also this soft female nude form that's languidly bathing and, and, you know, in a bunch of skyscrapers. So, yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. There's some sort of in-between space that she's occupying by alluding to something, but not saying anything explicitly. It's owning it, isn't it? There's a power in it. And the fact that she was, you know, for her periods in time, like having quite wild affairs with women, with men, with whoever she found attractive, she's then painting them so they go directly into the work. Mm. All that energy is there. You can feel it. Yeah. So that's what's nice to see that, the, the piece from the collection, the actual intimacy of that. Yeah. I just want to kind of shift the conversation a little bit and think a bit about collecting. And I know that artists often do kind of swaps and will often buy work themselves. Do you collect work yourself? Is there anything that you kind of have in your house that you really love looking at on a daily basis? But also, you know, in terms of collecting, do you collect anything else? Not just art, but any other things that sit around you when you're working and, you know, maybe influence you? like you say, by osmosis rather than anything directly? I think that's mainly how I am influenced by things. I collect a lot of um, magazines, which I work from in a kind of indirect way. So I have posters and magazines from every era that I can get my hands on and quite a lot of kind of, you know, soft, uh, not soft porn, but like sort of erotica and things like that, spanking magazines and things like um, <laughs> women's magazines, a lot of that just because it's so fascinating to see how constantly our norms and understanding of the female body and media changes constantly. And you can really do that better through retrospect and looking through these old materials. But in terms of art, I don't keep any in the studio. My house is filled with work. A lot of it is my mum's because she was this kind of prolific artist, which wasn't her day job, but she made a lot. And so that our entire house was kind of like an artwork. So I have rugs and it's very horror vacuum where you can see every space is filled. And I've only recently started, you know, it's something you mean to do all the time is do swaps and stuff like that. So I've only recently started making sure that I, if I like an artwork and I can swap or pay for it, I make an effort to do so. I'm looking at a really nice Paul Becker painting on my wall right now of a cigarette. And it's kind of very like the Gitan cigarette box, which is, I love, I've always been, a. I actually also have a big collection of old cigarette packs because it's heartbreaking now. I mean, the cigarette box design was so incredible. And now it's just, you know, I mean, it's a public health warning, which I'm sure is helpful and stops the plague of smokers. But still, design-wise, it doesn't look as good. So No, it doesn't. So I've got a lot of stuff. And I, I've just recently started collecting handbags. <laughs> so, okay. so I'm into that, but I haven't really... I've dipped my toe into having 
an art collection, but it would be nice. And even my own work, I've kept I've, for the first time, you know, started thinking about just keeping things back and holding on to things. Everything just goes in the in the skip when you're at art school, you know? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, there's a few stories, I think, of um, people who went on to become very famous artists and people who studied with them picking stuff of theirs out of the skip and then it becoming worth a lot of money later on and court cases and things but um, yeah I bet well I just painted all over the sofa that I'm giving away I saw that yeah did you see that and I was like maybe this is an old sofa maybe someone might actually want it because it's been drawn over either that's a down point or that's an up point but you never know it's interesting that you've obviously grown up in a house that's kind of got lots and lots of artwork in it Maybe you can talk a bit about what were the types of imagery that your mum used or, you know, you mentioned some rugs. Was it all textiles or was it paintings? Was it all sorts? Uh, oh, God, it was absolutely everything. There was a joke in my house that if you stood still for too long, she would paint over you <laughs> or put you in the freezer and take you out for soup later. Um, <laughs> because she was really a, a, like one of these people that was doing something all the time. So like yeah, okay. she would make rugs she made chandeliers out of bits of broken glass and little bottles she painted on the walls which had a massive influence on me um later on down the line yes so everything was fair game in my house growing up and because it wasn't her day job and because she came from an era where art school wasn't really and uh she came from very little money art school wasn't an option basically and where she came from so her our house became a kind of artwork you know um carpets got drawn on and everything got rearranged and um yeah so I think that my house has a lot of that stuff in it and it just never kind of occurred to me that things were you weren't supposed to paint all over everything <laughs> you know <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure your landlords were happy about yeah that. well I'm looking at my wall I mean can you imagine lockdown with a toddler and me so I'm looking around my room right now and it's big blank canvas re- like sort of about two foot up is Rita uh, my daughter's paint all around the wall and then a bit <laughs> higher up I've painted sort of owls and monkeys and things for her it's a portrait of lockdown yeah thanks a lot for coming on france lise and sharing a bit about the work that you've chosen and a bit about dylan picker and your practice in general and collecting and things and it's been a real pleasure yeah thanks ned it's been nice to chat and just have a wee think about dylan picker's work and and Madonna. Yeah, well, hopefully we'll see you again soon once we can all get back together. I know. Wouldn't that be nice? Real life would be lovely. Yeah. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Thanks. Bye. Bye-bye.